0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson, where we meet together at the intersection of truth and courage to strengthen the saints to be bold and courageous instruments for God. Fortress of Faith is where God-fearing patriots meet for about 15 minutes each day to learn about the issues that are threatening our faith and freedoms. You don't have to be a Christian for long to realize that sin often gets the better of us. The Bible describes it as a spiritual battle of the flesh between the old man and the new man. Little is taught about the struggle between outward sins and inward sins. Today, Tom and Tyler are going to expose the greatest secret about sin, the inward sin of the heart and mind that the Bible calls iniquity. You will learn how to overcome the wicked one and his attempts to keep you weak and stumbling in sin. Here now are our hosts, Tom and Tyler.
1: Yesterday, uh, we started talking to you about the subject of iniquity. What is the word iniquity? What does it mean, really? Is it just a synonym to the word sin? Many people think so, but we learned yesterday that it's not. There's a deeper meaning. There's a reason why in the Bible God uses the word iniquity in the same verse and sin in the same verse. Mm -hmm. And we learned yesterday that sins are what we commit outwardly. Mm -hmm. It's what we do. Uh, iniquities are sins within, sins within the heart, sins that we commit in the mind. We may not have acted on them, but we've committed the sin thinking about it. Now, sometimes we act, we've act, we actually done it because it started from within. That's the fountainhead. Mm-hmm. That's what we want you to realize here, is that the word iniquity is where the root of the sin begins. It begins first within the mind, within the heart. Mm-hmm. and then we act on it that becomes a sin an outward sin and so tyler you were walking us through this uh, material that you use at hope which is an addiction ministry in mm-hmm. oklahoma city and you started talking about the first 3 points of the word iniquity yeah. first cover for some listeners who wasn't uh, who, who was not with us yesterday where in the Bible do we get this teaching that iniquity is within? Can you go over that again and then yeah. let's recap the three and then move on, okay?
2: Yes, sir. Job thirty three nine, I am clean without transgression, I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. That's that's the first verse. Uh Psalm 66, So hang on so let's point out iniquity
1: yeah. in me. So that's in something me.
2: that's inside.
1: Yes. Okay? Go ahead well, and ask the next verse.
2: The next one will really hit that home too. Psalm sixty six eighteen if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Uh, that's a big one. Matthew 23, Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. And then, I'm not going to read the last one. I'll let you go to the website for it. But Psalm 78, 37, same kind of thing. It's basically showing us... That iniquity is something that happens on the inside. And so you covered it just a little bit, but I want to say it real quick because this is the big nugget, right? We focus so many times on the sin, the outward action. If you've got a drinking problem, it's the fact that you drink, right? But what, the reason we don't get lasting victory is because we don't deal with the iniquity, which is the inward problem. It's, it's your heart's attitude towards sin. And that's what needs to be changed in order to have lasting victory there. And so yeah. um, go ahead.
1: Well, that's great, and, uh, and, and folks, understand this. This is not something that addicts need to learn. All Christians need to learn this, because we all struggle with sin. We all struggle with temptation. We all struggle with things. Let me give you an example. You may have a problem of iniquity of anger, mm-hmm. and then the sin that is on the outside is you might rip out some vulgar language yeah. as a result of your anger problem which is your iniquity within.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And so we we all have struggles in our life. You know, you're gonna have the battle of the flesh. Yeah. And it's the battle of the heart and the battle of the mind that we're really talking about when we're
2: discussing the term iniquity. Well and that's a good example, anger. I mean, that always reminds me of the verse out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, right? So if you pay attention to what God talks about in his word, he's, he actually often is dealing with our hearts, right? I mean, I've had times where I have, God has chastened me to ask someone for forgiveness for something I haven't even physically done yet. And You know why he does that? Because my heart is that way, right? I, I've learned to keep my mouth shut, so I haven't actually said it yet, but my heart maybe towards someone was wrong. And so I've, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I went and apologized to people. They're like, what are you apologizing for? You didn't even say anything like that, you know? And, and that's why. It's because God deals with our heart. You know, if you're a parent and you're raising kids, uh, you'll know what I'm
1: going <laughs> to talk about here. Um, your kid may outwardly have all the right actions, But you know there's an an attitude adjustment that needs to happen in your kid's life. You know within them they are stewing with some kind of bitterness or anger or whatever. I remember when I was a kid, you know, outwardly it may seem like I'm doing my jobs. But one of my jobs I hated was taking out the trash or rubbish as we called it in England and i hated that i really did i don't know why it was a simple job simple task
2: <laughs> it but is man
1: just you know being told you got to go go do that and uh and outwardly my actions i was doing it but man yeah. inwardly you know it was just it was an ugly, ugly i needed an attitude adjustment yeah. you know why because i had a problem within yeah a problem within great example
2: Let's get into the fourth point now. So here's the fourth point. Today. Okay. Well,
1: hang on. Go over the first three quickly because okay. our listeners uh, might not have caught yesterday's program. Which, by the way, you can always re-listen to our programs at FortressofFaith.com, and yes, we're sir. also on Spotify. Uh, if you got that in your car, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're going to post on our website these verses so you can follow up with
2: this yeah. lesson.
1: All uh, the verses uh, there. Will be
2: on there. So, number one, we covered yesterday, and we've talked about it already today, iniquity is a condition of of the heart. It's important to understand that. When you read the Bible and you see the word iniquity, understand it's not just talking about sin and outward action. It's talking about your heart's attitude towards sin. That was number one. Number two, iniquity will affect your love. It affects your love towards God, towards the church, towards the people of God. Uh, It causes a a lack of love for those things. And then the third thing we covered at the end of yesterday was that iniquity separates us from God. Great verse for that would be Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, uh, where it specifically tells us those truths, okay? Uh, Number four today is where we're going to start. Number four, the truth about iniquity is it's our iniquity that leads us to sin. Think about this. Psalm 32, 5, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid, I said. I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Now there's another very, very good verse oh, wow. that teaches us iniquity and sin are not necessarily the same thing. Okay? Uh, think about this example. David said the reason I sin is because I allowed my heart to get distanced. What happens is we confess our sins, but we find ourselves committing the same sin over and over again because we have not dealt with, with the cause of our sin, which is the iniquity. So, in Psalm 51, David says, against thee and thee only have I sinned. Now, who's he talking to during that psalm? He's talking to God, and he's talking about God as the only one that he's actually offended. But the offense was what he did with Bathsheba, okay? So, to say, against thee and thee only have I sinned, that's kind of a profound statement to make, because if you really think about what he did, well, number one, he sinned against Bathsheba, Number two, he's, he, he really did wrong to Uriah, I mean, multiple times, right, and, and basically committed murder there. And I can't even pronounce this name right, but David's counselor, Athithophel, did I say that right? David's counselor, that's, that's close, I'm hoping. Athithophel, that was David's counselor, uh, tried to warn him about, about these things. And so how can you say against thee and thee only have I sinned then, David? That doesn't make sense, right? It's because he isn't dealing with his sin, he's dealing with his iniquity, Right, David's not going to apologize about his iniquity to Bathsheba and Uriah. That's between him and the Lord. God's the one who searches the hearts of people of man, right? And that's what David's talking about when he says, "Against thee and the only." Um, what he's saying is, God, the reason I messed up is that I let my heart get cold towards you, and against thee and the only have I sinned. If I wouldn't have let my heart get cold, that wouldn't have happened. So what we need to do is get our heart right. So that it will prevent the sin. That's, that's the truth there from that. I guess uh, no husband out there that's listening
1: will ever have had their wife say, All right, now kiss me and mean it. <laughs> you know, we can go through the actions. I've never heard of that. Our... No, you never heard that? <laughs> no. I've maybe not been married long enough. <laughs> okay, all right. But, uh, you know the fact is is that you know we may go through the actions, but our heart's not there mm-hmm. and so, if we have iniquities in our heart, then it prevents us from loving the way we should. all right, so, what's number five?
2: number five, refusal to confess our iniquity will kill our prayer life now i don't I can't stress the importance of that, and it's obvious, right. If I regard iniquity in my heart, it says the Lord will not hear me. Those are, those are. That's a profound statement that I don't want to have any peace with, or, or any any part of. So that means this: I know my heart's not right. I know it's not what it ought to be. I just don't care. That's one of the things we often feel. I don't want to get it right. Right stubbornness or rebellion. I don't want to be close to God. I don't. I don't want to be on fire for Him. He said, if you know your heart is in that condition. And you regard it, you don't want to get it right. There comes a place in time where he says, "If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me." Um, I also want to mention this, Isaiah 43:24. The end of that verse says, "Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities." So God's saying, "I'm tired of my people being cold-hearted." And we we read that a lot in His Word, right? I've I've loved them with an unbelievable love. God has. And I have provided them with salvation, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, the church. I'm, and I'm coming again for them. But that seems pretty one-sided to me, right? What is it that we do for Him? So many times we allow our hearts to get cold towards Him. And it wearies God uh, when we get to that place there.
1: Well, you know, uh, what a what a great uh, truth there. I'm looking at our time there, so I'm going to have to let you keep going there. we got two more points. Okay, uh, number six... At least introduce them. We may have to uh, properly deal with them tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know that we're going to get them all done here. Uh, but no, number six, I'll try. It's our iniquity that visited upon our children. This is very, very, very important. Have you ever heard this saying, God will visit the sin of the fathers and the children of the third and fourth generation? You mm-hmm. hear people yep. say that all the time. But the Bible never says that. It says he'll, it, he'll visit the iniquities of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation. Now, we've defined iniquity as, as different than sin, and the Bible never says it's about their sins. It's about their iniquity. So it's not my sins that are passed down to my children and grandchildren. It's the condition of my heart. Okay? Mm. Anyone who's been around the ministry any length of time... Has met another one who'll say, "Well, I don't understand why my children are involved in these bad things. I never did any of that." Well, it's not because your sins are passed down to them. It's because the condition of your heart is. So I don't want my children or my grandchildren to have. I don't have grandchildren, but my grandchildren to have a cold heart towards God. Uh, there's no telling where where that will lead them.
1: Wow, that in itself would be a whole show to discuss. And when we consider that passing down to the next generations. Now, the Bible makes it clear that the son, you know, shouldn't be judged for the sins of the father, nor the father judged for the sins of the son. But the iniquities are passed down. In other words, it's that attitude, that inward heart. It gets picked up by our kids, transferred down to that next generation. And that attitude just keeps breeding and breeding and breeding And then they get involved in the actual outward side of sin that maybe the first generation didn't actually do the outward sins or commit outward sins, but it was all internal. And that attitude is taught to the next generation. Well, folks, uh, we're going to have to stop there. But tomorrow, Tyler, let's come back and let's um, revisit this. And I've got some thoughts that I want to throw in on this uh, in tomorrow's broadcast. So I hope you'll join us at the Corner of Truth. And courage. God bless you.